Life Audio. Hello, this is Doug Grothuis with Truth Tribe, where we try to seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. I am professor of philosophy at Denver Seminary, where I've served for 30 years. If you're interested in our offerings, go to denverseminary.edu. If you're interested in my work in general, go to douglasgrothuis.com. Today, I'd like to continue the series on Jesus. We had a teaching on the atonement of Jesus, who is Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus and Muhammad. Now, I'd like to give a short teaching on Jesus and Buddha. Many people want to understand religion as being unified at some level. That is, all religions teach the same basic truths. You might say there are different paths up the side of the mountain or different streams that flow into the river. And these kind of images or analogies really don't work because the major religions of the world contradict each other at key points, at key truth claims. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And religions, whether you're talking about Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, claim to be true. They make objective claims on reality, and they also claim to have the answer to the human problem. They claim to be a prescription for what ails the human condition. So what they say about salvation is dependent on what they claim about the ultimate reality and the human condition. So, contrast is the mother of clarity, and I'd like to consider Jesus and Buddha and contrast their teachings and their lives. I want to talk about something that is fundamental to looking at the claims of various religions or worldviews, and that is we need to understand truth as that which corresponds to reality. So, if I say that I am 66 years old, that is a true statement right now. On March 21st, 2023, if I say I'm 47 years old right now, that's a false statement. Now, we apply the same logic of truth to truth claims about religions. So, let me give you an example. We could not claim that uh, Siddhartha Gautama, who was later called the Buddha or the Enlightened One, was enlightened and not enlightened in the same way at the same time in the same respect. You could claim he was not enlightened until he was sitting under the Bodhi tree and rediscovered the Dharma, but you could not say 
that he was enlightened and not enlightened at the same time, in the same way, in the same respect. Furthermore, Jesus cannot be the Christ, the Messiah, and not be the Christ. Moreover, if what Buddha affirms about reality contradicts what Jesus affirms about reality, then both Buddha's and Jesus' view of reality cannot be true. They could both be false if some other worldview were true. That is, they stand in what's called a contrary relationship to one another. Now, let's take a look at some of the similarities between Jesus and Buddha. Both are world historical founders of major religions. Their lives are enshrined in various sacred texts. Both exhibited profound compassion and gathered followers and founded a major world religion. Both emphasized the need to find enduring peace. Both taught basic ethical principles regarding love and respect and uh, versions of the golden rule. However, there are key differences between Jesus and Buddha. And let me tell you that uh, the Buddha, or the man called Siddhartha Gautama, lived from 566 BC to about 486 BC. So, how do these two religions agree and disagree on core issues? If they disagree on fundamental matters, then they cannot both be true. So, let's consider our sources of knowledge about Jesus and Buddha. With the Buddha, there are a large body of texts that are far removed in history from the life of Siddhartha Gautama. Miracles are not central to the message. What is central is that the Buddha taught the Dharma or the Four Noble Truths that we will come back to later. With Jesus, our sources of knowledge are the New Testament, the Four Gospels are written, the Synoptic Gospels probably between uh, 70 and 80 AD, the Gospel of John a bit later, maybe 90 AD. We have letters of Paul written in the 50s and so on. So certainly the whole New Testament is written before 90 AD, which is quite close to the events that are described, and the New Testament documents rely on eyewitness testimony or those who consulted eyewitnesses. So let's consider the worldview of Siddhartha Gautama and then the worldview of Jesus. So for the one who became the Buddha, the ultimate reality or the sacred is not a personal infinite God. The Buddha was either agnostic or atheist about the existence of God. The ultimate reality is called nirvana, which is a state of extinguishment, or you might say nothingness in the sense of not anything like the human reality. The word nirvana actually means what is left when you blow out a candle. The human condition, according to Buddha, is that of suffering due to craving and ignorance. And liberation comes by the ceasing of craving and eventually getting off the wheel of reincarnation and attaining to nirvana such that one does not have to return to this wheel of samsara, birth and rebirth and death. You are liberated from that entirely. I should say death uh, rebirth, death, rebirth, and so on. You want to leave that entirely behind. So what are these four noble truths of Buddhism? First, life is suffering. There's no explanation for 
why suffering exists, but there is a psychology of suffering, and that's the second noble truth. Suffering is caused by craving or by attachment. So we want things we cannot have, we don't have things that we want, and we suffer because of that. The third noble truth is that the cessation of craving or attachment leads to spiritual liberation. And the way of liberation is taught, this is the fourth noble truth, through what's called the Eightfold Path, which is a path of wisdom, ethical conduct, and mental discipline. According to the teachings of the Buddha, the afterlife consists in reincarnation. You are assigned a status according to karma, but the idea is to transcend reincarnation entirely and to be released from it, not to come back in a better position, but to attain nirvana. And by the way, uh, nirvana is not a person, place, or thing considered a state of consciousness without craving. What about the worldview of Jesus? The ultimate reality, according to Jesus, is a personal and infinite and moral creator. The human condition is that we are made in the image and likeness of God, but we are estranged from God because of sin. You see this in Mark seven twenty one through 23. Uh, it's taught also in the book of Romans by Paul in really chapters 1 through 3 especially. What about spiritual liberation? For Jesus, liberation is found by repenting and turning towards Jesus himself for redemption, for forgiveness. So Jesus came preaching that the kingdom of God was at hand, so people must repent. He called people to himself as the agent of salvation in Buddhism. A Buddha is not considered the agent of salvation. He is considered a sage, someone who knows the teaching called the Dharma. And we should follow the teaching. He is an example of enlightenment, but he is not the agent or the conduit or the source of enlightenment. Now, with Jesus, Jesus challenges us to take him seriously. He says things like, God so loved the world, he sent his only son, that whoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Notice that you have to believe on him to have everlasting life. Or he says, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. And Jesus was a man who was born to live and teach, but he was a man born to die. He said that he must die and he would be raised from the dead, and that by believing in his death for the forgiveness of sins, we could find everlasting life. We could find forgiveness in this life and be set right with God, and we could live eternally with God and all the redeemed creatures in the afterlife. Solely because of what Christ has done through his life, death, and resurrection and ascension. So the afterlife is nothing like nirvana, nor does it allow for reincarnation and karma. The afterlife is either eternal fellowship with God and the redeemed or eternal banishment from that fellowship. See Matthew 25, 31 through 46 
and many other passages. So let's consider these two momentous lives. Let's compare them. The Buddha is considered a sage, a teacher, and a reformer. He rejected the Hindu caste system, which was enough to get him kicked out of Hinduism. He sought enlightenment through knowledge and experience and shared this with others. Jesus claimed to be God in human form once and for all. There's no record in any of the Gospels or anywhere else that Jesus sought enlightenment. He began his ministry in power and confidence. He offered the forgiveness of sin against a holy God, and he claimed to be one with a personal creator, God. So our conclusion in this very brief study is that Buddhism and Christianity cannot both be true. They contradict each other on crucial matters of worldview and spirituality. Go back to the law of non-contradiction. A cannot be non-A. Nirvana is not the same as an infinite personal God. A sage, Buddha, is not the same as a savior, Jesus. The resurrection of the dead is not the same as reincarnation and karma. A concern for objective truth, spiritual reality, and rational confidence should be paramount to those who are seeking the truth. And Jesus himself claims to be the truth. So let's talk about suffering and hope for a moment. Buddha said we could transcend suffering through mental discipline that would finally lead us to nirvana. Jesus said we can embrace redemptive suffering because of the fallen nature of this world. Jesus' own suffering on the cross provides the way of liberation for human beings. His suffering and death and resurrection is the conduit, is the way of salvation. When Jesus faced the death of his friend Lazarus, as recorded in John 11, he was deeply moved at death. He was greatly moved in his spirit, and he also wept. But he had the power to raise Lazarus from the dead. And in that chapter, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he calls people to believe in him, to have the confidence that they would experience, his followers would experience resurrection. You find nothing like that in Buddhism. On the cross, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The most extreme form of suffering possible. Jesus atoning for our sin. But that was answered by the resurrection of Christ from the dead. So again, we have a very brief study in our series on Jesus, the identity of Jesus, how Jesus relates to other religious figures. In this broadcast, I've talked about the differences between Jesus and Buddha in their teaching, in their lives, their truth claims, their sense of spirituality. And in the show notes, I offer other resources on this particular subject. So if you'd like to know more about my teaching and writing ministry, please go to douglasgrotheis.com. You'll also find there an essay on different kinds of seminars and sermons that I could provide your church or ministry organization, also open to various types of debates. So thank you for being on this episode of Truth Tribe. Truth Tribe is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. 
If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.